On today's Question of Faith, how do we get kids to be interested in Mass instead of Sunday sports? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Director of Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Francine Costantini, the Director of Youth Ministry. Yay, Francine's back. Yay. Welcome back, Francine. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and so, so how do we, Francine, get kids to be interested in Mass instead of Sunday sports? Guys without kids over here are going to turn to mom, you know. So I don't think it's an either-or. Yeah. It's a both-and. You you don't have to convince someone that, you you know, sports are bad and in order to, for them to love and appreciate and want to go to Mass. Um, so I think that's the starting point, is it's a both-and. But make Mass is part of the family. It's part of what we do. And so um, I think... We have so much flexibility with mass times as Catholics, and and so if you can't, if you've got a game or something, or a game that you want to play in, or a game you want to watch, you can you can find a mass that is at a different time that will not interfere. I was just gonna say the the number of mass times we have. I mean, there's got to be one that fits into your schedule. Come on. Yeah, we have 185 parishes in the diocese here in Cleveland. So if you're listening here. There's a place for you, and there's a mass time for you, early in the morning, late at night, uh, afternoon. So, and even for those travel teens, I, I know a lot of teams travel, and they'll be gone all weekend. Mm-hmm. You can there's apps for that. Uh, there's there's a mass times app. You can go on there and find where is a church near you, where where you're playing, and where what are the mass times there, and and figure out how to schedule around those tournament games. It's a John Mulaney joke. What if you were out of town? They have mass when you're out of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. And then you get to go visit beautiful new churches mm. or even ugly new churches, and that's fine too. Um, but you get to go to mass in other places, and there, there's something really beautiful about Jesus that. Jesus will still be present even if your church is ugly. Our <laughs> other uh, frequent uh, visitor to this show, Maria Wancata, has mm. a daughter who plays soccer. She's on a traveling soccer team, and the Wancata family makes makes part of their travel weekends visiting different masses and oh, shrines. Do, yeah. And I see that on her Insta uh, account. Like, we have got, we're here this weekend, so um, we're visiting this church and then a soccer post after that. So bringing those two things together, as Francine says, the both and, I think that's pretty awesome. And and if you are helping another family, because not all the families can always all go to the travel tournaments, uh, make sure you're asking, even if it's you know it's not a religious team, um, find out if anybody else on the team is Catholic and see mm. if they want to go to mass with you too. Yeah, that's mm. good. I, I hadn't. I don't want to say an argument, but <laughs> so one of my classmates' wives was talking about this the other day, and I said, you know, why do they have these these things so early in the morning? And uh, messes up my mass schedule and everything else. And I sort of quietly said, well, you, you can go to another mass. And she was like, yeah, but Sunday's supposed to be a day of rest. It's supposed to be a Sabbath. We've lost that. What, you know, how come? You know, and I, said, I like to relax by watching a ball game. And there was just dead silence right? <laughs> for like 10 seconds. She was like, well, yeah, I guess there is that. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, and if I had children, that's probably how I'd spend my time. You know, it'd be like, okay, it's Sunday afternoon. Let's go to the little league baseball game, you know, or whatever it is. I'm sure they would be involved in something along those lines, but, you know. I think it's still policy in our diocese that you can't start CYO sports until after 1 o'clock on Sunday. Correct. correct. And, and, and okay. I brought that up with her, and I, mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, you can't start before 1 o'clock, so it's not really getting in the way of your mask. Like, no, but Sunday's supposed to be a day of rest. I was like, yes, and 
some people relax by watching a sports game. (laughs) Well, some of these travel teams do go hardcore for the whole weekend, so that's a little different. And as a church, we don't have control over that, so I think we control what we can. And you're right. Like I I watched the Browns game this Sunday at 11 o'clock Mass at St. Mary of the Falls and a 5 p.m. Mass at um, Holy Martyrs in Medina. So I called some friends who live in Brunswick, who I know watch the game, and I – I've been doing a lot of this lately. Um, can I invite myself over to your house to do this? <laughs> you said I can come over anytime, so I'm just seeing if you're true to that. Like, oh, yeah, come on over. So it was really fun. I am going to my first Browns game this coming weekend. Oh, versus the Brown, Jets. Browns-Jets, yes. I grew up a Jets fan, actually. But oh. I will, I, just for the record, I will root for the Browns while I am here. <laughs> As you should. As I should, is correct. So you don't yeah. get when beer poured on you, yeah. Yeah, it turns out someone someone I know is friends with the Browns owner, and he got me tickets. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a nice segue into my answer for this question. Oh, yeah. Because it, it eventually does have to do with the Browns. And I mentioned to you, too, before we started recording, I was pondering this last night in bed, this question. And I think it's a pretty philosophical question, and I think it can be tied in with the good. And we we worked uh, this with when we were with Miguel and Terry doing the Anna Joachim workshops, because questions like this came up. And one of the things we often said to the grandparents was, always start with what's good. Mm. And so if your children or grandchildren, family members, enjoy sports, ask them why they like sports so much and say, who's your favorite athlete? You know, I just listened to a podcast last night about Serena Williams, who someone said after like Muhammad Ali, maybe the best athlete of all time, you know, so what, what is it about these athletes that are great? What is it about sports that are great? And if you want to be an athlete, you usually have a model or a hero you look up to. And so you're recognizing some good, some excellence in that person. But then when it comes to sports, eventually the person fades in terms of his or her ability to play sports well. So even Tom Brady now, he's a year younger than I am. I think he's 46, he's 45. He retired and then he came out of retirement. But eventually Tom Brady will not be able to play football anymore. And other people will be better than him. And even Serena got beat by a younger person who even said Serena's my hero, but it's it's her time now, Mm -hmm. right? So... So that good of athleticism eventually fades, and that can be an in to start talking about, well, what's a good that lasts? And what does it mean? Okay, so I know what this means to be a good football player, a good volleyball player, a good tennis player. What does it mean to be a good human being? What does it mean to live well? And that's a bigger, broader, philosophical, theological question. And that's when we can talk about um, how mass helps us become better human beings. And so maybe... And again, this gets back to the grandparents' workshop business. If we've had people in our lives who are older um, and even elderly and sickly who can't do a lot in terms of Mm. physical stuff, like my dad at one point in his life was really athletic and near the end of his life, he ran out of breath because his heart was in such bad shape, you know, walking 100 feet at the Mm. nursing home. But for him, that was something. Um, but he, he still had great good about him and great dignity. And so I think when we can start talking about the good of the human person and what it means to be virtuous, what it means to be holy and say, because this athletic stuff is, it's important, but there are higher goods. There's greater goods than that. And to engage in those sorts of discussions. So what about an athlete who was only an athlete and then was kind of a a jerk later on in life or someone who's like a Bernie Kosar, who's still really active in the community and active on Twitter, the former uh, Browns um, quarterback who when he was the Browns quarterback, I don't know if you know this, he he bought the air conditioning at yes, your parish, Mike, I at St. Yeah. Christopher's. So, and then 
I started this because you mentioned the Browns. I'm thinking of the whole Deshaun Watson business right now. So, okay, he's an outstanding football player, but obviously there's more to life than being a football player because you can get in trouble too, morally, for making poor decisions. And so I think our faith gives us this space to talk about these different types of good and higher goods and lower goods and that athletics, it's a good, sports are a good, but they're not going to bring us complete happiness because even champions get sad and get depressed and get lonely and their hearts ache. And that's where Jesus comes in and that's where mass comes in. And even when it comes to sickness and death, a lot of times that's the turnaround for people. But I think young people often don't think of that. Like, I'm healthy. I play sports. I don't need church. Okay, one day you will. You know, <laughs> something like that. Right. And there's also, you know, St. Paul is great at using sports analogies oh, yeah. to talk about the faith. And, and we, I talk to young people all the time about the fact that, you know, you put effort in things that matter and you mm-hmm. suffer for things that matter. And athleticism, you suffer to be a good athlete and um, and you, you strive to be a good athlete and there's work involved because it's because you find that to be a good thing. And, and the faith involves striving and there's work involved and you've got to put time in and relationships revolve, involve work. And so how mm-hmm. are you putting time into your relationships with others but also into your relationship with God? And glorifying God by the way you play your sport. Mm-hmm. I see this weekend um, when Cade York hit that, was it 59-yard field goal? 50, 50, 58, I 58. Was okay, whatever it was, it was one one yard longer than Phil Dawson's longest kick yes. for the Browns. And this guy's 21 years old. But in the post-game presser, he said it was a blessing, and I thank God for it. And I noticed on one of his biceps, he does have a cross there. So he's a Christian, and this guy is – has worked his faith and athletics together. As you said, they're, it's not it's not a either or. They're not mutually exclusive. It's a both and. And a lot of these athletes are devout, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many athletes do we see make the sign of the cross before they get up to, to bat in a ball game? You know, it's right. happened a lot, whether they win or lose, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they still make the sign of the cross. The other thing, too, you know, what you said before is, you know, we're more than our achievements, mm-hmm. right? You know, yes. there, there's going to be a day that, you know, Things are going to fade. You know, you're not going to be able to do some of the things that you that you used to be able to do. And you know, we're more in our achievement, but we're also more than our sins, right? Correct. You know? So even the bad things that we do, you know, you brought up Deshaun Watson. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, we say this all the time. You know, the people who have committed some of the worst sins that we've ever known, they're they're more than those sins. Correct. Right. And so we, you know, we have to think of that on the on the same level. You know, it's like, oh, okay, they're not just. A murderer. They're not just, you know, my friends who do prison ministry talk about right. this all the time. You know, they're they're not just those 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 acts that they did. They're more than that. That's right. not your identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't change what you've done, obviously. You know, you still need to be penitent for those things, and we still need to work through reconciliation. But you're not only those things. Correct. Yeah. I had something else to say, and now I'm I'm just pondering God's mercy, <laughs> which is a good thing to do. Oh, it was that uh, on the Hollow app, that kicker for the Chiefs uh, is doing some new... Butker, yes. Is that his name? He's doing some some sort. I haven't listened to it yet, but he's... Who got hurt this week, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, his plant leg, he turned it when he was kicking. And he went out there and still kicked a field goal with it and then limped his way off to the sideline. It was very inspiring, I have to say. Yeah, so he he's pretty public about his Catholic faith. So even showing heroes to that to young people, I think that that can be helpful as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he he was good. Yeah. Well, I'll do a little uh, personal confession about sports and faith. So, 
my junior year of high school, I, play, I went to Holy Name. I played baseball there. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty good. And my, I think I batted 386 Ooh. my junior year with one home run. Um, <laughs> I was a line drive hitter. But then that summer, I adjusted my swing to my detriment. And mm. I, I batted very poorly the next year, kind of like what most catchers do with uh, a little under 200. And I was, I was saddened by that. Um, but it also made me consider what I said at the earlier part of the show. There's more to there's more to life than baseball here. So what? And I already had faith in God. So I'm like, what are you leading me to? And I even think through that, what I was putting so much of my effort into, and it didn't it didn't fill me up the way that I thought it would. That did get me thinking. Then what will? And it was at the end of playing summer league that summer that I made the decision to go to the seminary. Mm. So it's weird how God works even through, like he works through your loves and your desires. Mm -hmm. If you're open, he'll keep directing you. So he doesn't work apart from those, but through those, you know? Yeah. Our lives are often paralleled. So I played also uh, baseball in high school. I was not as good as you are. I got up seven times in my high school career. Hmm. <laughs> like if you ask me what position I play, I would say end. They were like end. There's no end in baseball. I was like yes, end of the bench. Oh. You know, <laughs> so the last guy was kind of like the last guy on the team. Honestly, I was on the team because I knew how to keep score. Oh. They needed someone to know how to keep the scorebook, and I knew how to do it. So I was like, okay, we'll give you a spot on the team. Just keep that scorebook and go coach first base. And then you've got community. And then correct. And then you know, and the other thing too, you know, I grew up in the inner city, which is you know kind of hard, you know, and, and those guys had my back, you know, so mm-hmm. that was good. Um, but yeah, so so I kind of learned those lessons like, you know, life's about more in baseball real quick. But at the same time, I went into the sports field as a career and learned that there as well. You know, it was like, hmm, you know, so I'm part of the media and you got to ask questions of athletes that are pretty difficult for them some days, you know, and I, I could see that wear on some of the guys every once in a while. And I started realizing that I'm caring more about these athletes as people mm-hmm. than I am as subjects mm-hmm. and said, hmm, yeah, maybe, maybe life's about more than this. You know, I can remember even using those words to my then spiritual director. I said, I thought life was going to be about more than this. And I was like, well, it is. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you, Captain Obvious. You know, <laughs> it's like snotty spiritual director question yeah. number one is this. But yeah, and so I, I started thinking, you know, the time that I'm spending in my parish during retreats for young adults, the time I'm spending with people who just ask me questions, you know, I said, those those are times that I really am cherishing more than this career that I've built. And so mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing. And isn't it funny, too, how in sports and in life, you often learn more from your losses than your victories? Yeah, that's right. You know? All uh, the time. And so the if you do it right, people who suffer... If they enter in that, that Paschal mystery with the Lord, like they're they're more mature than those who haven't, who have had it really easy, um, and that's true about sports too. Like mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was cut from his sophomore high school basketball yeah. team. I mean, that's nuts. Or you look at LeBron James' um, childhood, growing up, not mm-hmm. knowing his father and living with coaches and all these kind of things. Like um, hardship can bring about great good. Not that we're searching it out, but right. suffering comes. It's part of life. And that's part of sports too. And it, you work through it. You, you can you, you see the parallels there between sports and spirituality. And 
and maybe this is the answer, like connect sports and spirituality. Maybe that's right. another podcast yep. that someone should do. They probably already, someone probably already has something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But we're doing it now. Yeah, that's right. We'll give you an episode. <laughs> Francine, are you, you're more of an artist than an athlete or what? I am not, I'm neither. Um, I am just, I'm just me. I don't have a whole lot but of. you're cool. I don't have a whole lot of like skills like that, either athletic nor, nor um, artistic, but I. What we what was your what did you do for extracurriculars in high school? I read a lot. Oh, you're a nerd. I'm a nerd. Yes. I I I, I love to I love to downhill ski and I love to scuba dive. Oh. Mm. But even those things I haven't done in Canadian yeah. many years. <laughs> cool. Speaking of Canadian, mm. I don't know if I told you this. I watched a Shania Twain documentary on did Netflix. Really? She's awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. Let's go, girls. What? <laughs> Speaking of sports and, and Netflix, uh, Ted Lasso won a couple more uh, Emmys last night. I watched that for a little Is while. Is that on Netflix? I thought it's you on said Apple, it was on HBO. It's on Apple, Apple TV. See, I don't have it. I want to watch that, too. I'll give you my password. You can okay. watch it. It's good. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, a fun show. And um, Brett Goldstein won again for Best Supporting Actors. Uh who plays the sort of gruff and you know, guy who who's on the on the team on his last legs, but he's like the the soccer? veteran on the team. Yeah, it's soccer, soccer. Yeah, okay. it's not soccer. It's football. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> football is life. <laughs> if you watch a show, you actually get that joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. I thought we were just talking that football wasn't. Life. That's correct. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. <laughs> and speaking of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, uh, let's talk a little bit about church. Francine's brought one with her this week. Our Lady of Guadalupe is um, near my home parish, and so it's in Macedonia, and my husband was assigned there for a year through diaconate formation, and really, really enjoyed that time. Um, Father Kevin Shemaga is his spiritual director, who's the pastor there, Mm. and um, there's just an openness and a a welcoming to that community. Mm. I've only been to that parish once, but I do know... Tying in with the theme of this show, Father Shemaga, I think, played minor league baseball. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember what organization? Uh, I don't know. I think it was a shortstop. Nice. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to get him in here one day and talk about that. That'll be nice. Yeah, well, that's probably an interesting journey to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. I bet. It, right? Yeah. yeah. We have some other things going on around the diocese that I thought we'd talk about today. You know, Theology on Tap is coming up. That'll be the, the third Tuesday of every month starting this month. And Father Damien and I will be interviewing Bishop Molesic for Theology on Tap at St. Wend- um Sorry, not St. Wendland's. Down the street from St. Wendland's. At In Forest the parish street boundaries, Bre- yes. At Actually, street they don't Bre- have a parish boundary because they're nationality parish. But That's yes, right, yeah. right just north of the parish. At Forest City Brewery. Which is right down over there in that Duck Island area. So yeah, that'd be nice. Freeman and West 25th. No, Freeman and Columbus. Freeman and Columbus. I put together a little listener survey that we will put in the show notes to ask you how you're enjoying the podcast and uh, fill that out for us. That would be great. And uh, yeah, we'll even figure out a little prize for a random drawing of some sort. We'll, we'll talk about that in the next podcast. It's fun. Yeah. Um, our first young adult retreat is coming up uh, October 14 to 16, and that'll be in uh, at the Jesuit Retreat Center, and we'll put that in the show notes as well, early registrations. Uh, hey, check out our new logo, yeah. Um, Kayla G- Gill upstairs put together a new logo for us, so we just put that in uh, right now. It's already on our um, I noticed, yeah. I, I thought we were going to wait, and I'm like, whoa, the, the neon uh, font looks really sweet. I liked it too much. I said, i got to put this up. Yeah, it, look, it looks good. It looks yes. Sharp. And we are taking reservations for World Youth Day. 
which is going to be in Portugal this year. We're also going to walk the Portuguese Camino. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Getting in shape, starting to do my walking. Edgewater Park's real nice. That's great. It's going to be fun. Um, so we'll take that. It's uh, an $800 deposit holds your space. Uh, we're extending that deadline. We had an, an early fall deadline, which we are now extending a little bit more. Uh, our uh, Franciscan Spirit Tours, who we're working with, this, they're headed to Portugal next month. So I said, eh, we, we can wait a little while because we got to go and figure out what they're what they're going to ask us for. And then you have a uh, Cleveland 216 is still coming up, right? Are you still taking reservations for that? CLE 216 is our diocesan youth conference for high school teens, and tickets are on sale now uh, through November 15th. The actual conference is on January 7th, and it's a Saturday all day at John Carroll University. So um, it, this is not something that you can buy an individual ticket for. It is rather something that a group buys tickets for their group. So parishes or Catholic high schools can can get a group together to bring to the conference. We're really excited. Right. So get your act together and get on that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then our gospel this week is from Luke's Gospel. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are trustworthy with what if you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. You will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and Mammon. Ooh. It's the parable itself is one of the most confusing because the Lord's praising some guy for his dishonesty. Yeah. But the point is this seems to me that look how creative people can be when they get in mm-hmm. trouble to get out of it. Yep. Use that kind of creativity when it comes to your faith and evangelizing and bringing it to others because oftentimes we don't, you know. Think of how sly and 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 cunning people can be when they want to cheat and steal and then when how about when it comes to the gospel? Why can't we use that same ingenuity, our reason, our intelligence, and be creative in in our efforts? In a different gospel package, passage, Jesus often says, like, you'll be as cunning as snakes or sly as foxes mm-hmm. or things like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. My spiritual director used to point that out to me all the time if I beat myself up for something. He would say, no, no, you were being shrewd there. That's good. <laughs> you know, you said, need to be shrewd in evangelization. Yeah, he said, you weren't doing this for an evil purpose. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I have the TV mass this weekend at, at so 10 a.m. on the CW, and we pre-record it. And the story I used in the homily was that when I was in high school, I wasn't always a good student, just getting enough to get by to play sports. And if I had a test or something I wasn't prepared for, I'd go down to the third floor bathroom, and I'd hit the uh, button to the hand dryer, and I'd unbutton my shirt, and I'd get myself really hot. <laughs> And then I'd rub my cheeks and go down to the <laughs> clinic and be like, I don't feel well. And then I get sent home. Woo! But that was me being cunning for the wrong thing. But why couldn't I use that kind of creativity and ingenuity to do good, you know? And I think that's that may be at the point of, of the gospel this weekend. I'm picturing a young you doing this. It's oh, <laughs> making me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> And no one ever caught on, huh? No, I didn't do it often, you know, because you have to be smart. You can't be pulling that stuff all the time. I was just talking with someone. I've confessed these sins, by the way. Who was complaining, yeah, you can't take the COVID test and put it up against a light bulb to get a positive (laughs) COVID test to get out of school. And I'm like, nope, no, you cannot. Nope, what's that going to work? 
And so all that has been uh, good. So Francine, thanks for joining us today. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll all learn a little bit more about uh, how to get people to mass instead of, not instead of, in addition to in their addition Sunday to. their Sunday sports. Yes. And, uh, you know, look at our show notes for all the things that we talked about this week. We'll have that and a whole bunch more next time on Question of Faith. Yeah.